Welcome back to another episode of Unbadding. I'm Dana Pereira. And I'm Jessica Presley. So, you know something weird that has happened to me every year for 17 years now? No. I have two children oh. that are the same age that are not twins. Oh, that's right. That is such a cool thing. Is you have it? quite a few anomalies in your life. That's true. I got two uteri. I had babies back to back. They're 11 months, 25 days apart. Right. So right now, today, you have dose 17 year olds. I do. <gasps> For four days or five? For five days. For five days. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Both. And amazing. completely irresponsible. Your doctor did not clear you for sex yet. She did not. You were right. <laughs> you I do not follow doctor's orders. Totally did the sex before I was allowed to. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I remember being terrified to tell mother. Oh, that you were pregnant again? And I show up in Pittsburgh with like my three-month-old baby. <laughs> literally straight out of the womb <laughs> uh, no actually i think he was a little bit older he was i think six months but i was already like three or four months pregnant you already had a baby bump i did yeah and i go in and i was like shaking in my boots to tell mom that i was pregnant yet again because but wait a minute you also surprised her that trip right didn't you just like set Mason on the floor or something? <laughs> tell tell me how tell this went me down. Why this was a good idea in my head at that time. <laughs> tell me I was 24 without telling me I was 24. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I show up at mom's house. I lay Mason on the floor and mom and Brittany were walking into the house and mom opens the door, sees a random fucking baby. <laughs> I mean, it's not like she's never seen a picture of him, Dana. But she went, oh, my God, whose baby is that? Aww. And I yelled down the steps, that's your baby. Aww. And then she it clicked and she was like, oh, my God. Was it like immediate goosh fountain of tears? Um, I don't remember, but I want to say yes for a fact. Yeah. She was. Yeah. It seems like the solid go-to yeah there would be a fountain a stream happening yes yeah. so that's what I did I just laid my baby on the floor and was like I hope you don't step on it <laughs> it aww <laughs> so I just had a random thought enter my head and then what? I went to say it and I was like why Dana like don't <laughs> squirrel this episode okay I mean we're already committed at this point you gotta just let her fly I remember I, don't, I think it was my baby <laughs> I'm not sure if it was Kai or if it was like one of our cousin's babies or something but I picked the baby up by its armpits <laughs> and I turned to somebody else and I said here hold this <laughs> I feel like that probably was one of your babies. <laughs> Hold this. Yeah. I remember this story. I don't remember exactly what it was, but like you, it's a distant 
Yeah, it was in mom's living room. I remember that. Hmm. Um, I don't know which baby it was. Likely my own. I'm like, could it have been Brittany? No, Brittany was older at that oh, okay. point. I, I had like already had babies because I was made fun of for calling it, it this. Uh, this. <laughs> Hold this. Or, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, we were definitely like um, pronoun malfunctioning at that point. Yeah. Welcome to my world. That's <laughs> just brain malfunction after brain malfunction. <laughs> malfunction. <laughs> Having a brain malfunction as we speak. <laughs> In real time. Mm -hmm. I might be having a seizure. <laughs> I think we had too much Prosecco. <laughs> Here's the thing. I had like five sips of Prosecco. <laughs> well, then you're having Prosecco through osmosis from me because <laughs> I have the giggles. This is good times. This is good times. Okay. So did you know? Oh, are you spinning shit on me? You know what? I wish that I was. Oh, okay. Go ahead. What? What is it? Did I know what? I didn't have one. I was just trying to <laughs> take you out. There was definitely one person in this room that had too much Prosecco. <laughs> Don't worry. I got one for you. Okay, good. Go. It's more about Britney Spears, though. Oh, we're back on Britney. Britney, this is her, like, second time here on Unbatting. Well, I told you that I have some... Like, I felt a kinship with her. Right. And now I'm watching her spiral into this, like, mental, unstable, uh, like, abyss. Mm. And it has me, like, feeling for her. Okay. Um. So now she's in the news for dancing with knives oh like she like did this dance on instagram with like these knives and um people are like what is happening it was if you watch the video it's it's alarming i mean it's weird her shit is weird after our, the last time she came up on an episode i did a little research yeah i did some watching mm -hmm. it was weird but we are also talking about the woman who came out on stage with like a python around her neck. A python is not that weird. I mean, it was a really big snake. Fucking Ozzy Osbourne bit the head off a bat, supposedly. People like twirl fire That's and true. knives and swords and whatever. Did she stab herself on these things? Did she, Was she bleeding in public? No, she was well, just trying next, to get some views. Her next video, she had like a bandage on her arm. <laughs> like, would appear Brittany, to be. You are not helping my case. Yeah, but then she came out and she said, calm down, people. They weren't real knives. Did she explain the bandages or? No. She just let that one slide? Not to my knowledge. I mean, if I'm being fair, I didn't do any deep dive into the whole bizarre situation um but to my knowledge she was just like oh everybody's freaking out don't worry they weren't real good pr so now she's dancing with rubber knives do they look different no they look like <laughs> knives they look, they look like real knives to me mm -hmm. um but still it's just 
if you look at her um, online presence overall, it's it's a little scary. Just got to keep sending Brittany some love. Yeah, I wish she works this out. Lots of love. It's almost has gotten to the point where you're like waiting for something to happen. And not in like a, oh, I can't wait for this to happen. It's just like a, it's inevitable something is going to happen. Well, I mean, there's a pattern at this point. Yeah. You know, it's been ongoing for a while and usually those things escalate. So I don't think you're far off. Well, and what really sucks about that is um, the world is watching and like, because it's like a, a train wreck or a car accident. We got the looky-loos. Yeah. And because she's out there doing it on social media, all of the looky-loos are like, well, what's going to happen? It's so hard to look away, though. It is. Even whenever I went on and watched it, it was like, I was, gosh, so many thoughts going through my mind just trying to figure out, like, what is happening there? Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, Brittany. You know what? I really need to start like not bringing her up because every time I do, I know we feel so deeply for her. It just like, yeah, downer. Yeah, I just explode the show into a fucking tears. I know, deep, deep, depressing. Britney Spears depression. I need more Prosecco, probably. I know. I just switched to wine. You're going to go way downhill. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut all of this. My husband thinks I am not drinking. Oh, you're right. You're, we're definitely going to cut this. Honey, I'm drinking. It's I, happening. I'm having. You know what, though? We did make it two weeks. Okay. <laughs> Does that feel like a big accomplishment? <laughs> Well, because the whole point was we weren't going to drink. Well, what we said was a month. We weren't going to drink for a month and kind of like reset our bodies, reset our minds, give our livers a break. Mm -hmm. And um, we went two weeks. We felt great, slept great. Um, Other than that, I didn't notice anything except for the skin under my eyes looked plumper. Oh, I mean, you're probably just more hydrated. Yeah. Well, they say after a week of no alcohol that your body holds um, hydration more. So given the fact that I drink negative amounts of water mm-hmm. and positive amounts of alcohol. Oh my gosh, your eye skin is so plump. So if I stop and do the reverse, it'll be even plumper? Yeah. I'm on it. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> you did tell me when we were younger to stop wiping under my eyes. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I do remember that yeah. also. <laughs> You would be so aggressive with your under eye. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh, stop doing that. Yeah. My esthetician would not be happy about that at oh, all. Oh, I am paying for it now, mm-hmm. dearly. Mm-hmm. All that un- all that waterline eyeliner. Oh, my God. It get you. It totally did. <laughs> screwed me. So, anyways, on Sunday, I decided, like, I was watching football. We had just come from Shay's birthday party. And I was like, you know what? Why am I torturing myself? I want to have a fucking Prosecco while I'm watching football. A very not manly drink with my fucking sports <laughs> sports ball. Um, and then my husband came out with his glass and he was like, so we're doing this, right? Yeah. He was like, yeah. did you just give me permission? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Well, that's a good time. Yeah. So I guess I'm off the train now or the wagon. The wagon. The wagon train. The wagon train. The, the trainable wagon. Yes. All of them. <laughs> so... 
were you and Joe both thought to like get back on the wagon or are you both off? Um, I mean, I think that we were like, oh, we'll just do another two weeks. No problem. Just undiagnosed. Yeah. <laughs> and then I came here and you popped Prosecco and I was like, I mean, I can't say no. That'd be rude. Yeah, it would be rude. I expected you to join me. Yeah. And I did. Mm -hmm. So how did you feel with not drinking in comparison to drinking? Did you notice a difference? I, I mean, a, a difference enough to make me want to stop forever? Nope. I didn't mm -hmm. really. In fact, and Okay, I'm sure that somebody out there will have something to say about this, but I fell into like a deep depression. <laughs> like, so, okay, I'm not going to lie. My bells were going off. Were they? Well, for a second. And I was like, I wonder how much of this has to do with just like regular life hormonal crap and how much of it has to do with like the fact that like the thing in which you find your peace and comfort in in the end of the night is no longer there for you. That fucking sucks. And that's I started talking to Joe about it. And I was like, you know what? I just find like typically whenever I'm struggling or I'm like having a, a hard day or whatever I'm like I just want to unwind with a glass of wine I want to watch the sunset I want to have a glass of wine it usually takes the edge off to the point where I am not like so irritated with children or need a break or you know and not having it like having to drink fucking tea it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not. It's really not. And I don't know if it's like the placebo effect or what. I've never drank one glass of wine and it felt like super tipsy. Mm -mm. So I feel like even if you were to say limit yourself to a glass of wine. So it never went beyond that like just the habitual like almost what's the word I'm looking for? Ceremonial. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Presence of it. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I feel like it's fine. Well, I felt like I was cheating myself out of something that I love. <laughs> that yeah. made me really, really feel a certain way. And I also know that there are people out there, their lives have been completely changed by cutting alcohol out of their lives entirely. For the better. For the better. Right. And they're like, I your life will change if you don't if you stop drinking like it's going to make you feel so good all of these great things are going to happen but my relationship with alcohol or with wine in particular because that's what I drink I'm not out there doing shots of whatever getting blackout drunk or anything like that anymore anymore used to <laughs> quite a bit in fact if my liver like pressed charges I would understand yeah yeah, true. True story. But these days, it's much different. And um, I'm like, I think that my relationship with alcohol just might be different than that. I don't know. I have haven't, I mean, unless I was pregnant, I didn't go a month without alcohol, without having wine or something. I definitely have. Um, but the difference is that I usually like to take part in a little cannabis yes, yeah. And so that for me, I feel like, you know, you and I have actually talked about doing like a, 
wine versus weed kind of thing and talk about how that is like there's a stigma totally still with you know cannabis users Mm -hmm. or smoking weed um and i i personally feel much more comfortable um smoking weed than i do or using cannabis than i do wine i always feel terrible afterwards well see and that's something like another comparison with me i'm already making excuses why i should do what i like to do compared to somebody that has completely like sworn it off Mm -hmm. and i'm already feeling the judgment even though i haven't talked to a single person and nobody has judged me at all i'm already like i need to tell you my excuses of this 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 and this and so i don't feel the judgment because I am comparing myself to somebody that is in a completely different situation than me. Yeah, definitely. But you know, if you compared yourself to a lot of other moms, you'd probably be right in, right in flow. In fact, somebody once tried to insult me. <laughs> I love this. And she was like, oh, okay, you're just like another wine mom. And I was like, cheers. <laughs> was was that supposed to hurt? It's, I'm sorry, were you trying to offend? Offend me by telling me that I'm something I 100% am <laughs> and own. Yeah. 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 You're like, that's, you definitely did not hit me where it hurts. You no. missed the mark on that one. Super missed the mark on that one. Mm-hmm. Well, there's so many ways that people compare themselves. I know that we're kind of talking about, like, you know, how we like to unwind. Um, but, you know, that's like pretty basic as far as the comparison goes but I feel like comparison is something um, that you and I have had discussions about before and just how much comparison can really be like a thorn Mm -hmm. um, in your life moving forward when you're trying to heal when you're trying to unbad and do better Um, how does comparison get in your way so there's that famous quote out there that comparison is the thief of joy Mm -hmm. and it is the thief of joy you can spend your time comparing like for me there's so many things we could just make a laundry list of things that people compare uh for me parenting is a big one i compare myself a lot to these women that volunteer at the school constantly all the time they're you know on the pta they're doing the fundraisers they're showing up for their kids in these ways and i look at myself and go like you're such a piece of shit what Mm -hmm. oh what you can't handle it dana you have to just like take your me time because otherwise you get overwhelmed you piece of shit Mm -hmm. like just go to the stupid fundraiser join the stupid pta like you know like and i have to really rein it in for myself because i mean it's just not me Mm -hmm. yeah i think that there are certain strengths Mm -hmm. that we all have and Whenever we start comparing our strengths to the strengths of others, it really breeds opportunity to have self-doubt, to feel insecure, to um, feel like what you're doing isn't enough. Mm -hmm. But 
I don't know. I, similarly to you, have, you know, I of course I, I go to the school here and there whenever it's something that I yeah. can do. Mm-hmm. But similar to you, having time for self in this point of my life, um, I don't judge myself for it, but I definitely um, affirm my need for it. Yes, it is a necessary thing and I'll do the family picnics or whatever in fact the teacher I just saw her a few weeks back and I was like hey because last year I did some volunteering and it was fine everything was fine but I found myself um this year being like you know what if it's not covered and they need somebody I got you I'll do it right But if it is covered, I'm not going to put that on myself. I have a lot on my plate and I have to acknowledge that. There's a lot of people that have one kid or, you know, and they're like, oh, I have this extra time and to do all of the stuff. I am not that person. You know what else I think it is, though? And this is kind of part of the unbatting journey. Mm -hmm. And I certainly, this is only coming from my perspective. I'm not speaking for anyone else. But I feel like the part of me that used to get validation from doing those things, I've kind of killed off. People pleaser. So like the part of me that like needed that affirmation doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And maybe it genuinely is what brings joy. To some people. Totally. And like, I'm so grateful and appreciative for the women that take on those jobs. Mm. Um, but for me, it's not. For me, it comes from a place of lack. It comes from a place of like what I feel like I should be doing as opposed to what I genuinely, what my gifts are that I could genuinely give from. So, and that's the thing with comparison. Comparison does stem directly from a lack mentality. Mm -hmm. It does not come from an abundance mentality. Um, You are perceiving that there is a finite number of things, money, friends, uh, praise, whatever it might be. You're saying like, oh, there's only enough for three people to be... Uh, millionaires and only enough for seven people to have praise in this field um, or podcast. Right, right. It's like, oh, well, there's already X million podcasts. So like I have to I have to compete for that. I have to compete. I have to compare myself to all of these other people. And that is definitely something that I struggle with. And I will you know, you you guys know we love to call ourselves out on our bullshit here. And in my deep depression from, you know, I don't know if it was hormones, if it was the estrogen supplements I was taking or if it was the lack of my favorite thing, wine. Um, but I found myself watching videos of influencers mm. and being like, how the fuck do they have 1.4 million followers they're not like i am better than that i could do better than that why doesn't anybody why is it so hard for me to get these followers or to um you know get people to listen to our show or you know whatever Mm. it is i listened to a podcast 
where the audio was absolute trash. The content was mid at best. And I just started comparing. And man, did that throw me down a depressing rabbit hole. Yeah, it is a super slippery slope. Yes. The comparison. Um, and I just want to appreciate for a moment, like your vulnerability and your willingness to open up and talk about that, because it's not easy to say that you compare yourself to others. No. Um, and it's something that is so impossible to not do. Yeah. So impossible to not do. Um, it's almost like, you know, we're animals as humans, right? We are herd animals. <laughs> we are herd animals from the get-go. That damn lizard is never going to leave us alone. Um, and it's almost like by even just by comparison is kind of like this tool that we learned as kids, right? By looking around and making sure that we're fitting in just so. It's like mm. a self-check, mm -hmm. right? Like if I, okay, so I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm looking around. Everybody else is standing in a straight line. I'm standing in a straight line. Everybody else has their hair in a ponytail. I have my hair in a ponytail. Like we Everybody are just else is wearing bum equipment. I need to wear <laughs> bum equipment. <laughs> Every all of these internal like checks and regulations to make sure that we are fitting into the herd. Mm -hmm. And so at what point are we able to just be like, oh, OK, that's not important anymore. Like it has to take so much intentionality. It has to take so much um, will mm -hmm. so much self-awareness to notice whenever you are comparing and I think for me one of the major things has been social media yeah and so I think that I naturally stepped away from social media because I realized how much I was comparing and I knew that that didn't feel good it doesn't feel good and um it uh, again going back to that lack slash abundance mentality the way that I had to pull myself out of this spiral is being like, you know what, Dana, there's room for everybody, right? If there are a million influencers out there, why can't there be a million and one? If there are 5 million podcasts out there, why can't you be one of the ones you work hard? You know, like we do our best here. We have good stuff that we talk about. Why can't we be? And I really, um, and, and it's my own self-doubt that is limiting me. Mm -hmm. Nobody else is limiting me. It's me in my own damn head, not having an abundance mentality and realizing that I don't need to compete with everybody out there. How many podcasts have you listened to? A handful. You're not helping my point. <laughs> <laughs> You should not have set me up with that failure. Really you know better. I you know set better. you up with a layup. You and did. You no, I fucking, fucking missed yeah. that one. I mean, <laughs> if I'm being honest, like I can think of maybe like 10 to 12. Okay. I guess that's two handfuls. Yeah. It's <laughs> two big old assfuls of big, podcasts. Big handfuls. Yeah. But that's kind of my point, though, is that if you wanted to listen to 10 more, you could. Yeah. And I listen to a bunch of podcasts all the time. And 
Not only is it podcasts, I listen to audiobooks. Same. I listen to music. I watch shows on the television. There's so many um, ways to consume entertainment. And I need to stop self-limiting whenever it comes to our own like goals, dreams, hopes of the things that we want to do. I'm so glad you brought this up. We did not talk about talking about this when you talked about consume. I'm like, it just has to come out of me right now. Spit it so out, like, exorcist. Let's go. You are a creator. Mm-hmm. So stop consuming. You're either one of the two. You're either consuming or you're creating. Why can't you be both? Why can't you be a consumer and a creator? Um, because I feel like your creations are influenced by what you consume. Okay. And so you naturally are a creator. Mm-hmm. You and I doing this show together. I see your strengths. I see the things that you excel at. You are super creative. And I feel like when we were young or whenever we were, you know, in our early 20s, you're always like, you're the creative one. I'm not creative. But you are. You're super creative in ways that I am not. And I'm creative in ways that you are not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like when you have this out of out of balance between consumption and creation um it's like it's limiting your ability to create i can agree with that i can see how that i can feel it also you know that endless scroll that we sometimes get into when we're going through social media and it's just like you scroll up and your depression goes down and then you mm-hmm. scroll up and your depression goes down and you sc- and it's just like this endless loop this infinite loop of, you know, scrolling and depression. Right. And seeing things that you need that you didn't know you needed Mm -hmm. and seeing things that you want that you didn't know that you wanted. And so it's like this um, desire, right? And the more that you desire, the more you realize um, that you're far away from happiness. Yes. So it's like this idea of either Happiness is a destination through things that you accumulate Mm, mm -hmm. or happiness is a state of mind through something that you cultivate. I love that you bring that up because it also brings the point of how we are never as humans. We are never satisfied. Satisfaction has been a term that's been going through my mind over and over all week. Satisfaction, satisfaction, satisfaction. It is. I mean, think about it. How many times did you say to yourself, if I had that job, I'd be happy. And then you get that job. And guess what? You're still climbing for the next rung of the ladder. Right. If I, I will feel satisfied once I have that house. Once this is done in my house, I'll feel satisfied. If I just get get this project done, I'll feel satisfied. Yes. No. No. Because then there's another one. That's not how it works at all. Um, And the thing is, we compare. uh, We compare status. We Mm -hmm. compare money. We compare bodies, youth, beauty, kids, parenthood, relationships. The list is endless it's a trap it's a fucking trap it's a trap (laughs) (laughs) it's a trap yeah and it's a a rude ass trap if you ask me yeah i it's like one of those things it's like 
if you don't ever go within and find the happiness within, you will always be looking for that external opportunity to find happiness. And it is a trap. It'll be the Botox. It'll be the car. It will be the outfit on Timu. Mm -hmm. It will be the kid who gets into the better college. It will be like... It's a trap. It'll never stop until you stop comparison in its tracks. You will always be chasing it. Do you think that it's possible in our human selves to ever actually stop comparison? A hundred percent. I'm not so confident. I do. I, I really do believe that. I think that there is a balance Right? Like the, we've talked about it before, the duality, Uh right? Opposites attract. Yeah. But if instead of looking at it as two opposites, you looked at it as a continuum. Uh Uh-huh. Right? And so it's not like one versus the other. It's just another side of it. Uh And so if you're looking at the comparison of like, let's say for a very simple purpose, we're saying like male versus female, mm-hmm. right? It's just a continuation of like, we've talked about the energy before between masculine and feminine energy. It's just the continuation of seeing both sides of something. So for me, I guess what I mean is that it's a very natural human thing to compare. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it ever goes away throughout your life. I think that your default is pretty typically going to be to compare pretty much everything. However, okay, I do think that you are able to see it happen and interrupt it. Yes, I agree with that. And maybe that's just step one. And I just haven't seen the whole picture because I'm not there yet. And it's, you know, hard for me to imagine this end result of something that feels like it's so distant because comparison is such a huge part of being a human being. So when you and I kind of like reunified, Mm -hmm. right, um, we were just at a very, I wouldn't say different points in our lives, but we had like different focuses, right? Totally. And so um, for me, I was really focused on like just the internal world about how stripping down my external um, typical look would help me develop as a person on the inside. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you and I had kind of come back together, there's been this tug inside me, this comparison of like, you know, because I've said even on the show before, like, you know, I've kind of limited um, wearing a lot of makeup and I've changed that about myself. I had shaved my head. And so I had changed this exterior part of myself. I had stopped doing any kind of like Botox or anything like that. And I changed that part of myself. Mm -hmm. And so since us kind of coming back and doing the show, there's been times where I'm like, oh, I'm feeling the tug towards that. Right. And it's due to a comparison. I'm like, oh, you know, just being like super vulnerable and honest. I'm like, this is my sister, my older sister. And like, gosh, her forehead is so smooth. And look (laughs) at my wrinkly forehead and her lips are so plump. And like my lips are getting smaller. Like it's hard for me not to make that comparison. Um, And like you said, like the interruption is a big part of it. Yeah. Um, And for me, it's about recognizing that like the comparison part of it or the um, 
polarity or duality part of it is something that's like a part of the journey and like allowing that to just subside Mm -hmm. or like maybe not having to make a decision about it, but just noticing it and noticing what that feels like, that desire or that pull to challenge myself. Yeah. If I just notice that for a second and then let it go, then I'll have to give it more attention than it needs. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, every time that we talk, we use the phrase, there's so many layers because I mean, it's life. It's so many layers in life. And I think a lot about also how we're allowed to change our minds mm-hmm. whenever we, you know, feel something different or, and I, so many times, um, if you say something out loud, then you feel compelled that you have to like stick to it because somebody right. else heard you say it. Right. Rather than being like, you know what? I felt this way at this moment. And then, you know, a week later, I felt a different way. And that also goes back to comparison whenever it's, you know, like relationships or beauty or bodies or whatever. Like, for example, two weeks ago, I was ready to give up drinking for a month. (laughs) And then two weeks in, I changed my damn mind because it was not serving me the way that I had originally hoped that it would serve me. (laughs) Right, right. Well, I mean, yeah, there's always room to change your mind. Yeah, always. Um, how do you feel like comparison is something that is like a constant, like pool of your consciousness? How do you try to be aware of that? So, um, one thing, (laughs) this is going to sound so silly. I, as I get older, I did not fully understand how aging would affect me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I will take a picture of myself now and I will cry. I'll be mm-hmm. like, look at those fucking wrinkles under my eyes. Like, when the fuck did this happen? I like it blows my mind. Then I will look at a picture from three years ago. God damn it. If those wrinkles aren't there. Mm. Why did I? Why am I seeing it so hard now? Mm hmm. I know they were there. I got photo fucking evidence that they were there three years ago. And sure, they're getting a little deeper now as time goes on. Um, But like the youthfulness, I think, is directly tied to um, I didn't have hopes and dreams until I was in my late Mm, 30s. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So I didn't do anything about hopes and dreams until I was in my late 30s. And now I'm 41 and I feel like time is running out. Mm -hmm. So I'm constantly comparing myself to these girls that are starting out in their 27 or 30 or and I'm like, oh, my God, they have so much time. Mm -hmm. They're going to be so because in my head, you have to be fucking beautiful and hilarious and rich and just all of the things to be successful and even though I know that that is absolutely absurd and I see oh my god I'm about to say something that I want to kick my own ass for (laughs) but I will see a woman on 
Instagram, TikTok, whatever, that is not conventionally attractive. And I will be like, look at her go. Good for her. Like she fucking, I don't know, did something extraordinary other than be her damn self. Mm -hmm. But it's so hard for me to accept that that's all that I have to be. Whew. That was rough. I might cry a little bit right now. That's all right. That was big. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a comparison journey that I'm like fighting hard through right now. That is so deep. You know, I think that allowing our vulnerabilities to be exposed like that, one, I don't think many people... I don't think it's conventional for people to go inward enough to have that level of understanding. Yeah. Um, We're on batting, baby. Yeah, <laughs> we are. We're on batting, crybaby. <laughs> <laughs> We're on batting, crybaby. Oh, we loved that movie. It was as a great a movie. Kid. Yeah, it was really good. But um, that's what on batting is. Yeah. It's taking a look at those things that really evoke emotion, that really make you feel vulnerable. And it's standing up and, and deconstructing those things and understanding how they're getting in your way. That's getting in your way. It's so good. It's not helping you. Way. It's getting in your way. Yeah. And it's like, what else? It's this this constant rhetoric about there not being enough spotlight for everyone mm -hmm. that gets in our way, that you have to be a certain way to get the acknowledgement, the accolades, the recognition, the success, the success. And I don't know. There's so many people that I follow that have like a huge following that are so non-conventional. Yeah. And I think that sometimes that's something that's a gift that we can give ourselves too, is by intentionally seeking out the people who are non-conventional and who go against the grain of what is considered like um, culturally or socially acceptable. Right. So like maybe the common follow would be um, young, youthful, um, great aesthetic, mm -hmm. uh, great reels, uh, like, you know, just like that, like everything is just so perfect. Yeah. Right. But then if you go and look on the total polar opposite of that person, you can find somebody else there that is also fucking succeeding. And that's where I like punch myself in the face with both hands because on one side I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not, you know, like this norm of what people follow with the beauty and the da -da 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 -da. so I'm I'm lacking there. And then I'm also like, oh my gosh, I'm so fucking ordinary. I'm too ordinary to be the opposite side of that. You know, and it's like, what the fuck, Dana? Come on, man. Stop sucking. It's all the comparison. Yeah. It's all the comparison. I feel like it makes us feel jealous. Mm-hmm. Mm um, it makes me feel sorry for myself. Oh, my gosh. That pity party is like I've pity party party of one. I parent pity party myself mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. All the time. I'm the only parent with struggles. 
Absolutely. And if you tell me you're struggling, you're fucking full of shit. You're not struggling as hard as me. You have no idea what I go through. <laughs> my my parenting struggle is way harder than yours. Yeah. No matter what. Um, sometimes it leaves us overly competitive. Um, sometimes it leaves us in compet in competition with people that we love the most. And I feel like this is something that you and I really struggled That's with what, down to our core. It's what our, I guess, falling outs and everything. It was the crux or the, 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 gosh, I don't even know, like the poison in our relationship. Yes. The constant comparison between the two of us. Mm -hmm. um, and that leading to the lack of conf confidence you feel inadequate the jealousy the everything that comparison leads to because ultimately comparison doesn't typically lead to success or like fulfillment yeah i think that for siblings especially comparison is a really difficult thing and mm -hmm. i do think that that's something that harmed our relationship growing up is because we kind of felt like in some way that um not that we could be our individual selves but that we had to be the best one of one particular thing and but of everything of all the things yeah it wasn't like oh you could be you and i could be me right like, like you got this sector i got this sector right you can be good at this and i can be good at that it was like we were both competing to be good at the same thing and it didn't play to our strengths no and that's i think that's something that a lot of people with siblings can relate to um because there is this uh competitiveness where you know you always hear like oh the the middle child syndrome and then there's the baby and the baby gets everything and then the oldest is the one that has to like bite the bullet and lead the way and uh, um and that's all a comparison thing because mm -hmm. you know middle child they have to compare themselves to the person above them and below them. Right. They're not as cute as the baby. They're not as smart as the oldest one. That's right. You know, that's right. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> you finally see me for who I am. <laughs> we figured it all out. <laughs> but that's like, and in friendships, family, cousins, everything, you end up kind of taking it out that's why families have so much fucking drama <laughs> definitely a lot of drama so much drama and i don't know i don't know how you dismantle that well i think that there's a lot of ways i think again you know what i love about this show tell me we have 20 episodes now including this one yay with 20 different topics and all of them dismantling or unbatting it starts with self-awareness yeah. <laughs> you did it yeah self-awareness that is it is noticing whenever you're comparing Noticing whenever you're having negative self-talk about what and who you are in relation to someone else. Yes. 
it always, 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 always starts with that awareness. And there's definite ways to turn it around. Now, I had mentioned a little bit earlier that um, comparison typically leads to nothing good. Mm -hmm. But what if you turned it on its head a little bit? Okay, I'm interested. Tell me. What if you used comparison to help you take that next step to succeed? For example, um, uh, oh my gosh, I an actor that didn't start acting until they were 50 mm. and now they're super famous and uh, living their dream. You know what? I just want to point something out here. Yeah. You chose an example uh-huh. that highlighted your insecurity within comparison. Totally. As somebody who started a little later in life. Uh-huh. And I think it's such a beautiful opportunity to remind yourself that there is no time limit. There isn't. There is no time limit. You know, the woman who, oh gosh, I'm going to totally fuck this up. But she was in uh, was Black, Black Panther. Panther. Yes. She like didn't start her acting career until she was like 80. How fucking beautiful is that? So beautiful. So fucking beautiful. It just reminds you day in and day out that every day is a gift. Every day is an opportunity. You don't have to fit in any mold or compare yourself to anything in order to accomplish your dreams. I love that. And I I know that there's a hundred other examples out there. Um, I think Paula Dean was like in her 50s before she started cooking and ended up on TV. Yeah, there's no age limit for your dreams there's no age limit for your dreams and there is time and I think that um in life we are here to learn certain lessons we're here to grow through some things and um I definitely feel like like the universe has your back sometimes when they give you the things that you're ready for when you're ready for them. Totally. Unless they're meant to be a different lesson, then you get it at a point where it gets to teach you and redirect you and grow you. And I do find some comfort in that knowing that, you know what? Shit's going to unfold how it unfolds. And it's either going to be a great growing opportunity and lesson for me Mm-hmm. Um, or it's going to be a great opportunity and lesson for there me. There's only one option. Yes. It's going to be a great opportunity and a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. That is like rule of thumb. And I really, really love that. Um, what are some other ways you think that if somebody is struggling with comparison, that what things that they can do to kind of unbad that? For me, it's always like a personal reminder that like I am unique yeah, and what I have to offer might be different than what somebody else has to offer. So why do I want to offer the same? I love that being you is your superpower. I don't remember where it came from. I want to say Angie Lee from that women's conference pays to be brave that I went to years ago. Um, or maybe I just got it on a meme on Instagram. Who knows? Who knows? 
but being you is your superpower. I think that we all struggle so much trying to figure out who we are, um, that it feels confusing so much of the time. And we don't realize that like, no, 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 that's part of it. That, that is who you are. Right. That is who you are. And that's part of your journey of getting there. Mm -hmm. Having these doubts, having these questions, going through these growing pains. That's all a part of the journey. Yes. Um, I also feel like a gratitude practice. I feel like I've heard that word before. <laughs> the attitude of gratitude. Gratuity. <laughs> not gratuity. No, gra gratitude. Gratitude. It does always come back to gratitude. Gratatui. Gratatui. <laughs> He's a rat that's under your hat. <laughs> Are you Dr. Seuss all of a sudden? <laughs> I was just thinking of Ratatouille. <laughs> Clearly. I was just thinking of Gratatouille. Gratatouille. Gratatouille will get you so far. It really will. Gratatouille daily will get you further. And honestly, whenever I am feeling those urges of comparison, self-doubt, um, you know, limiting thoughts. I like to go on my walks and I like to do my gratitude list in my head. Mm -hmm. And I hundred percent of the time come out of it feeling better. Yeah. Because there really is so, so, so much to be grateful for. And it gives you um, a different perspective in where you are in life and taking the time to look back at where you were, let's say 10 years ago mm -hmm. and making a gratitude list, maybe of that, of how far you've come in 10 years mm -hmm. can really set you up to realize that in another 10 years, you're going to be looking back and making another list about how proud you are and how, um, how much gratitude you have for coming as far as you did from this moment right now. Absolutely. Gratitude, I feel like, is special because it's unique to each individual person. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when I meditate, so you go for your walks, that's your meditation. Yeah. For me, it's about stillness and kind of like going within um, similar and different. And it's like being able to access gratitude as a feeling in my body. Right. So whenever I get on these comparison loops, when I'm saying you're not this enough, you're not that enough, you're too much of this, you're not enough of that. If I can embody that feeling of gratitude, if mm -hmm. I can feel that inside me, it's like a presence that I can take with me um, that allows me to step outside of the thought bubble mm -hmm. and just be in the moment and exist in that feeling. I don't know if that makes sense, but for me, it's very, it's like a very palpable feeling for me. Well, I'm going to take a page from the Jess playbook and say, where do you feel that? Like how, where in your body does that come up for you? <clears throat> for me, 
whenever I'm feeling gratitude um, or joy or contentment, those all feel like a very similar thing to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And that for me is just like a swelling in my chest. It's like a feeling of no worries, expansion in my heart, like right in this center space, Um, a need to not understand beyond where I am right now okay that to me sometimes is a really big part of it because when I'm trying to figure things out is whenever I'm comparing or strategizing Mm -hmm. and so if I can take a moment and just exist in that moment exist in that feeling um then it's just being in the moment it's just being present I like to hype myself up um I really love the feeling you know when something happens that is so exciting that like your whole body goes numb Mm -hmm. like your arms go numb and you get like the tingles and your fingers and stuff like that I will recreate that Mm -hmm. whenever I'm doing my gratitude list Mm. like I'll kind of force that feeling of like yeah numb like that excitement like the oh my god I can't believe this is happening I call that like like um the body communicating to the mind you know sometimes you're like like if you feel nervous all of a sudden it's like you're you have this feeling in your stomach and you're like it starts in your mind I feel nervous then you feel it in your body yeah for me it's like the reverse of that I don't know does it I think that here's the thing that I love about this show and I know that I've talked about comparison a lot on here and you know like I'm crying about all the things one thing that I believe with my full being is that this show is reaching the people that it needs to reach. Mm, yeah. And with my full being, I am happy if that is one person, four people, 10 people, a hundred people, a thousand people. I just am confident and believe so much in what we're doing here. And I know that it's reaching the people that need to hear it. I know. I know because you guys have reached out to us also talking about how you're unbatting with us. Yes. Um, And thank you. Please keep doing that because my ego needs it. (laughs) You know what? Yes. It feels good to hear. I'm not going to lie. It It feels wonderful to hear when you share some of the emails with me. It just like makes my heart explode, but not from a sense of like, oh my gosh, I'm so wonderful. But from a sense of like, I know what it feels like to tackle that obstacle and to know that I helped somebody also tackle that or I can relate to somebody who's tackling that just feels like I have another member of the community right next to me it just feels like supportive it's very supportive and that is another way that you can unbad comparing yeah and that is surrounding yourself with authentic ass people Mm -hmm. that genuinely want to watch you succeed that genuinely cheer you on because I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of people out there that aren't genuinely uh, there to be your cheerleader. 
I mean, there's people out there that are genuinely trying to get you to compare yourself to them. Yes, absolutely. And then there are people out there who are genuinely sharing their experiences from a place of vulnerability that are trying to help you feel seen and understood and heard. And your wins are their wins. 100%. And that's what I have definitely realized in my life. And I do surround myself with people that I know when something cool happens, I don't have to be afraid to send it to them because they're going to be like, this fucking braggy bitch. Yeah. You know, you can send me all your shit. Yes. (laughs) And I I will be cheering you on the whole time. And I love when my friends or family send me their braggy shit. I'm like, please send me all of the things because I am so proud of the work that you're doing and the successes that you had or have or will have. Right. And I think that's really important to remember. And you know who in your life is genuinely excited for you. And I think that if maybe you might have a few people that you're spending too much time with that aren't genuinely happy for you and cheering you on, you might want to set some boundaries or spend a little less time. Yeah, I think that there's always going to be people who are cheering you on, Mm -hmm. who are encouraging you to be your best self, Mm -hmm. whether that has anything to do with them or not. And then I think there's going to be people who are always putting on the show because they need all of the external validation. And those are the people, if you feel the, the need, if you feel compelled to constantly give verbal affirmation and accolades to somebody, they are performing. 100% performing. They are performing and they need your verbal validation. They want you to compare yourself to them. I also want to say, leave some room, though. Leave some room for unbatting. Maybe you don't need to be with them 100% of the time, but maybe check in in six months. Yeah. Maybe some work has been done. Mm. Maybe a year. Maybe three years. Um, I do think that as we all go through life, learn some more lessons, maybe lose a few people, gain a few people, um, you have to leave some room for people to change and to grow. True. We've been through it. We've done the changing. We've done the growing. I don't think that um, 10 years ago, you or I could ever imagine that we were sitting here side by side having the types of discussions that we're having now. No, we were not unbatting 10 years ago. We were just bad we were just bad (laughs) i could have been a bad bitch just a little (laughs) (sighs) well guys i really hope that uh you're enjoying this unbatting journey with us because i mean fuck it's got me in my feels today for sure (laughs) oh we did have you in your feels today and we are grateful that you're with us unbatting alongside of us Um, We love hearing your feedback. We love hearing your reviews. And um, I don't know. Until next time. We're unbatting, baby. Unbatting. Unbatting. We're unbatting, baby. We're on a journey, baby. 
We're on batting, baby. Batting. We're on batting.